Hello, beautiful people. I hope you guys are ready for today because you are in for a treat. Today, I talk with my friend, Cassandra LeClaire, who is an award-winning professor, author, and motivational speaker. And she's just an expert on communicating feelings and improving connections. And she loves to help people create and maintain healthy relationships through the exploration of identity, self-awareness, and interpersonal needs. And in today's interview, we talk about setting boundaries. We go over why setting boundaries is so important, how to do that, um, what it looks like, and also just learning how to uncover your emotional patterns to give you more balance. So it's going to be great. I hope you guys are ready to kind of like dive deep into the more emotional aspect and mental health part of, you know, what what we strive for to be 1% better. So it's going to be a great episode. Before we get started, just a little reminder that Diet Ditchers Academy is out. It is It is launched. It is ready for you to sign up. So if you guys are ready to really prioritize your physical health, your mental health, and your spiritual health, to find that food freedom, to learn everything you actually need to know about nutrition and exercise and not just all this craziness and myths and lies that the diet industry throws at you, this is a course for you. It is a six-week self-paced course you're going to have weekly topics and lectures and um, homework assignments and powerpoint slides to look back at and it's yours forever once you sign up so make sure to go check that out if you guys haven't signed up for it already you can go to thisismirandalee.com slash dda as in diet ditchers academy so yeah go check that out and we are gonna get this episode rolling hey you guys welcome to the empowered podcast hosted by your girl miranda lee i hope you're ready to get confident throw away the all or nothing mindset fully surrender to god and strive to be one percent better every day don't forget you are enough you are worthy and you are loved Alrighty, let's get this party started. All right. Well, thank you, Cassandra, so much for coming on and hanging out with me. I'm so excited to talk about boundaries and your book and everything that you've been doing. So welcome. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I have been good. Just been busy working on my own boundaries, trying to (laughs) manage and navigate life. (laughs) Yeah. So before we dive into everything boundaries, um, how about you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Hey, so my name is Cassandra LeClaire, and I'm a communication studies professor at Texas State University, and there I teach um, classes on family communication and relational communication, and really learning who you are and more about your communication patterns so that you can create healthier relationships with other people. And then I do that same work with other clients, and I do workshops, and, um, and I do speeches and things, basically because my overall mission is that exact thing. I want people to to learn more about themselves so that then they can have healthier relationships with other people. So I'd love talking about feelings and relationships and all of that stuff. (laughs) 
Awesome. I, yeah, I can't wait to dive into this because I feel like so many of us struggle with setting boundaries, whether it's, you know, in our professional life, our personal life with our friendships, mm-hmm. um, just with so many things. So I guess let's start with talking about what exactly are boundaries and why are they so important? You know, boundaries, you know, you said people struggle with it and I agree. And this is one of those things where that's why I think I'm so interested in it. And I wanted to learn so much about it. And I love teaching it because it doesn't come easy to me. So I want to start there and say, like, if this is something you've struggled with, like you are not alone. So many people, or if you're maybe good at boundaries in one area, you have a harder time in, in them in another with a different type of person. So the basic you know, sense of a boundary is it's your yes and your no. It's like what you're comfortable with in a situation or a relationship or a context. And what that means then is it's personal to you. So what your boundary is, what your yes is, it doesn't have to be the same as somebody else's, or it might not look the same for you in a relationship as it does for somebody else. So this is why knowing more about yourself is so important so that you can set proper boundaries based on who you really are and what you really want. Yeah. So what what is the best way do you think to kind of communicate our boundaries? I know a lot of us don't like saying no to people. I know, especially with me with, um, I guess my hardest time with boundaries is like friends and friendships, like not wanting to tell people no, thinking like maybe they won't invite me again or just feeling like, Oh, the closer we get the better. But you know, once boundaries aren't established, it's actually really detrimental for friendships. I've noticed. Absolutely. And I think the thing too with boundaries is it's not just saying no to things we don't want, but it's also having to say no to things we do want to do or to things that are exciting to us. Like one of the hardest things for me about saying no is not only do I not want to disappoint others, but I genuinely like helping people. So I want to say yes. But then if I do and I've overextended myself, you know, it ends up hurting me in the end. So like really looking at boundaries is not like tools against other people, but ways to protect yourself and protect your own energy. And the hard part about communicating those, honestly, is a lot of times, again, we don't know what they are until somebody's crossed them or until we've overextended ourselves, And then we're like, oh, no, this isn't good for me. And then sometimes that's where we get frustrated or irritated or we kind of get crabby at people or we get down on ourselves because we know that something's out of whack or out of line, but then we don't know how to fix it. Or we feel like we were responsible for creating it. So we feel, you know, shame or feel like we, you know, we created that scenario. So it is what it is. So it's really being able to take those moments and be like, okay, what am I feeling right now? What, what kind of boundary could help that in the future? And rather than like shaming yourself or getting mad at other people, like really using that as kind of like a learning moment and allowing yourself to recognize that you have the ability then, okay, going forward, how can I work to set a better boundary? Are there things that I can say, or what was it that I didn't do? You know, was it that I didn't say no to something or was it that I went along with what somebody else wanted without really honoring my own feelings, you know, really even identifying for you what that means, because boundaries, when we, when we don't follow through with them or we don't set them, even that doesn't look the same for everyone. Yeah. And I, and something I really want to pinpoint that you said is like, I feel like a lot of the times we don't know what our boundaries are until like they're crossed by someone. And I feel like it's kind Mm -hmm. of unfortunate, but it it comes with the territory. Just always, how are you going to know like what your boundaries are if you haven't, you know, 
had someone do something that crosses that boundary you didn't even know you had. So I think it's just so important to just be like in tune with yourself and to recognize these things. And and like you said, not get frustrated or shameful about it because like how else are we supposed to figure out these boundaries? Right. Well, and so often too, if you've had previous hurts or experiences from relationships, you might not realize the ways that they show up in other areas, or you might not realize, you know, what boundaries you even want to set. So even in relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, you know, recognizing that boundaries need to be flexible and ongoing instead of really rigid, you know, because you don't know what might come up, you know, you're the thing with boundaries. Again, once they're crossed, then we usually know what we want to be different. But sometimes then it's hard with relational partners because they've gotten used to things being one way and it can feel like we're changing the rules all of a sudden, right? So it's really also being able to have that flexibility and and have that conversation about, okay, yeah, this might have been okay with me in the past, or this is a, a behavior that I accepted before, but I've realized that this is what it's doing to me. Or now I understand that this is what's happening to me. So this is why I need the change. You know, really even being able to describe it in those terms, like this isn't me being rude or mean or bitchy or whatever, you know, it is me really trying to step back and honor the fact that I have unique needs that need to be met. And if they're not, I am going to not be good to myself or good to my relational partners or what have you. Yeah. And I like the way that you were describing right now, like how you would express to someone else your boundaries, because I noticed that when you were expressing these boundaries that you're talking about yourself, you're not, you know, pointing a finger to the other person. Like, I don't like when you do this or you, 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 and like, cause you know, people get defensive, like, it's not about them, yes. you know, it's about the, yourself. And I feel like, especially with, you know, communication, people are going to be a lot more open to hearing your boundaries when you're not, you know, pointing your finger at them and saying it's stuff that they're doing. It has nothing to do with them. It has to do with what Absolutely. you're comfortable with. Absolutely. And that is so important. I mean, that's so important in conflict in so many conversations is to really be able to use the you statements instead or the I statements instead of the you statements, really take ownership for what your feelings are, as opposed to placing what somebody else has done in your feelings as a reaction, you know, and with the boundaries too, one of the reasons why a lot of times people don't set boundaries is because they have gotten a bad reaction from somebody in the past or somebody's gotten upset with them. So really, I like to also tell people to remember that, you know, first of all, you're not responsible for somebody else's feelings. You're responsible for your feelings. And another person's reaction to your boundary, that those are their feelings. So that is their situation to manage. And of course, in a relationship and when you're, um, you know, trying to work through something with somebody else, it's that negotiation. But that doesn't mean for, you know, surpassing your boundaries or getting rid of them or forgoing them because somebody else got upset or didn't like them, because then you're going to be the one, you know, who's feeling stressed or upset or what have you, and really taking ownership of that space of, again, it is about you. If you don't stand solid in your boundaries, you are the one who will get hurt. So why is it okay for you to continually hurt yourself? It's not, it's just not okay. You know, and really looking at it that way as taking care of yourself. And that's something that we all need to do. And what's cool about it, Miranda, and I know this from my own personal experience is when I've said no to more, or when I've stood up, stood up for myself or whatever you want to say about a boundary, or I've really set that space for myself is that it's allowed me the other spaces that I'm in. 
I have so much less pressure or guilt, or I'm not thinking about other things and I'm all, I'm able to show up more fully and completely, or then the time I do spend with people, it's me being there present in a way that I couldn't be before when I was maybe stressed out or resentful or frustrated that I hadn't said what I really felt. And now even, you know, back to friendships, like you said, you know, now my friends absolutely know, I tell them, I say, you know, I am not always going to be able to say yes, but I do appreciate that you invite me. So keep inviting me and I'll say yes when I can. So then they don't pressure me back. If I say no, they're like, okay, awesome. We'll ask you next time. And I know that they will. And it's so cool because then there's no stress there for me. They send me a text and I'm like excited for them to go have a good time. And I know that they're going to ask me the next time. So even that, like really knowing that you setting your boundaries and and doing it from a place of your authentic self, it's going to then help you build relationships that just make you feel more seen, heard, and valued. It really is. Mm, I love that. And it's, it's just, I feel like a lot of people think like setting boundaries is selfish, but it's so beneficial because then you are able to be your best self and, you know, your happiest self, your most authentic self with those people, because You aren't just pouring from an empty glass all the Mm -hmm. time. Um, And something else, I think the, one of the best part about being like consistent and setting your boundaries is like people catch on and, you know, someone, people will realize like, Hey, like that doesn't fly with her. We can't do that. Or, you know, just understanding. So it's kind of like, you're not even in that situation as often anymore because you've been good about setting the boundaries. So I think just the beginning is the hardest part is like getting those boundaries established and, you know, speaking up. Absolutely. It is the hardest part because we don't always know them and then it can be uncomfortable. And the thing too, like you said, it, it feels so powerful too, because other people recognize it. And then it becomes easy because it's just you living your life, the way you want to be, as opposed to constantly managing how you think you should be, or how you think other people want you to be. And the nice part too, about really being able to kind of step into some of those spaces is not only, you know, do you find like you have deeper friendships and other relationships, but when you look at like even stress levels, anxiety levels, I mean, you know, this from your own work that you've done when you're not constantly managing other people's perceptions or managing kind of the thoughts that other people might have about you. And you're really just looking at it from, you know, am I in alignment with myself? Am I asking for what I need in a loving and respectful way? You know, am I treating my partners and my friends respectfully? And if so, and that's not going well, then being able to look at that and say, okay, this might not be about me. Are there things I can change? But if not, sometimes it is about changing relationships and recognizing that not everyone is for you, you know, and recognizing who are your people that are going to build you up and what boundaries do you need for the people who don't build you up? That's part of it too, I think. So many of us, we have spaces where we do have people in our life where we can't just cut everybody out that doesn't you know, light us up, but how do we protect our energy from people who we maybe feel drain us or don't you know, give us the same emotional space back or what have you? Yeah, I think that's kind of, you know, the, the best part is like that we are essentially in control of our lives yet like we don't let ourselves you know like we don't want to disappoint people we don't want to tell people no but it's like this is literally your life like do what's gonna be be best for you what's gonna make you the happiest and like yeah it's we're not gonna be friends with everyone and that's right. okay because you don't want to be friends with everyone so why do we expect everyone right, to want to right. be friends with us 
Well, and sometimes it is hard. And so that what I always tell people to is just start small. I mean, don't, it's like what you tell people with exercising too. You know, it's like, you don't go lift up the heaviest weights in the gym, right? You're that's not healthy. It's not good for you. You're not, you're going to get discouraged. So you have to start with the spaces that feel safe to you. And if you have a really big problem with somebody don't immediately go and be like, that's where the boundary is. Okay. Because then it probably is going to cause you a lot of anxiety going right up to it. You know, start with baby steps or even practice with somebody safe to you. You know, it can even be helpful to just read a bunch of boundary statements or think about what you would say, or I would do stuff when I wasn't sure, like even what my boundary was just even keeping notes in my phone of like when I would feel frustrated and why that might be, or even things like when people ask me to do something my immediate response inside is to say yes, because I do want to help people or I get excited. So I have to even just physically sit a minute and then pause and ask myself what it looks like for me going forward before I say yes to something. But like that doesn't come natural to me. So even just that awareness to the process, I think can be really helpful. Yeah, I love that. I love that you bring up awareness because, you know, I like to give my, my listeners like tangible steps to, to take away. And I think for a lot of them, it's kind of like, okay, well, how do I know what my boundaries are? And I think what we can basically sum up from what you just said is, you know, being aware and writing, writing things down. It's like writing down when you are frustrated, what are other, some, what are your other tips you can give for people who are, I guess, trying to just find their boundaries, establish their boundaries, how to take those baby steps. I think one thing too, is just to recognize what it might look for you across different areas. You know, like I said, for a lot of people, you know, you might be really good at setting boundaries at work with things, but then you go home and maybe you don't know how to say no to people or everything kind of falls apart or vice versa. So really just even looking at different areas of your life and seeing if there are places that are, that feel good to you versus those that do not, or the places where you are good at setting boundaries what does that look like? What is different about it? Is it a person? And if it's a person that you're struggling with, you know, what is it about that person? Is it that you're worried about their disappointment? Are you worried? You know, is that already a pattern and not again, not to shame yourself and be like, Oh, I've done this, or this is what I'm in. But really just to be honest, what is that feeling? Where does it come from? Because so often too, we're not really aware of where our feelings come from. We just know we don't like something or it hurts or it makes us angry. Or, and we think it's about that one situation, but it very rarely is about that one situation, you know? So really being honest, okay, I feel this over time in these situations. So what is the common denominator? Is it that I've said yes too much? Is it that I'm on too many things? Is it that I don't want to disappoint somebody? Is it that I'm afraid somebody won't talk to me again? You know, really determining what it is for you. Cause for some people it is the people pleasing is they don't want to upset somebody. Sometimes it is that I don't have a boundary because I don't even believe I have needs. So why would I set a boundary? Sometimes it is that it feels so good to help other people that I don't realize the ways it's depleting me. So like even identifying kind of, again, that goes back to the awareness, what it looks like for you. And then I think it's also really helpful to recognize the spaces where you have done it well, or it has felt good. Because so often, whenever we do this kind of healing work, or we're looking at changing things in relationships, we focus on like the things that have gone bad or the ways that things that we wish we would have done different. And that's good to learn from that as long as we're not shaming ourselves. Right. But it's also helpful 
where were the spaces that boundaries have felt good? Or if you haven't found those in your life, what does that look like to you and other relationships that you've seen? And it could be something you've seen in a movie, just getting your mind to think about what that would look like for you. Or if that doesn't resonate with you, think about, you know, your situation and what are the things that might feel, you know, like positive to you that would help you feel seen, heard, and valued. Because one of the things like in relationships in particular is when people feel burnt out and stressed and overwhelmed, it's because they don't feel that they're being seen, heard, and valued. So it's like, really, maybe you need to talk to your relational partner and say, okay, I need better boundaries in this area. I'm taking on too much, or I'm doing too much or whatever it is. So I think like, just really, it is at the very beginning stages, it's a lot of self-reflection. It's a lot of kind of looking at your patterns and being honest about them. And it's a lot of letting go and forgiving yourself, honestly, too. Yeah, I think it's it's so important to like reflect and like you said, notice your patterns. Because I noticed in the beginning of, you know, my relationship with my husband years ago that a lot of the times I would like just react out of emotion. Yeah. Um, so like I had to tell him like, you know what, like before I respond to this, like I literally need five minutes because I know I'm going to, you know, say something like just to be mean, basically. Like yeah. just to, you know, cause I don't want to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong. So, right. so, you know, in the beginning it was so hard and it was hard for my husband too. Cause he's just like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And I was like, <laughs> you need to give me a couple minutes. And then it was like, all right, you know, I'm actually not that mad. It's not that big of a deal. I totally understand where you're coming from. And, you know, over time, it's something I don't even have to think about anymore. I just, yeah. you know, I'm able to do it, but it's always so uncomfortable in the beginning. And I know you, you kind of mentioned different patterns. So I know we want to talk a little bit about like communication patterns and relationships. So like, what, what does communication patterns really mean? You know, when I think, and when I tell people to look at their patterns, it's, it's a lot of, for me, encompassing everything you just said too. It's the words that we say and the things that we say are so impacted by what we feel inside of our bodies. And we've really lost sight of that you know, a lot more literature. You can look on Instagram. It's becoming more popular now for people to talk about it, but it really is something that we as individuals have lost sight of, you know? So really for me, when we're talking, when I teach communication, it's not just, I'm not teaching you words to say, I'm not teaching you just how to get through scenarios, but I'm also asking you to really look within and where are your words coming from? And cause I, again, I teach about relationships and communicating within those, right? So it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, taking that moment to stop and recognize, you know, if I, if it's a reacting versus responding, I want to give you a response, not a reaction. And sometimes I need a minute so I can give you a good response or you're going to get my reaction. Okay. And so like that, you recognizing that and being able to verbalize that and being able to work through that process is such a beautiful thing. And that's wonderful. And that's really, you know, if we could recognize our need to do that across different situations, like you said, then eventually with people, you don't need to do that anymore because they learn your patterns and they learn your history. And then that becomes your communication pattern. Right. So even just kind of recognizing some of your triggers and situations or the different ways you show up to. And that all kind of comes in. That's where for me, you know, I start with boundaries with people, but then it kind of unravels into all of this. And that's really for me, what it is though, is I don't think that we can be fully showing up for other people in relationships unless we are fully showing up for ourselves. So that is 
this communication pattern with ourselves and then how we show up for others based on our previous relational history, based on our own family patterns, and then based on the things that we just have created for ourselves. So what I mean by that and looking at your own patterns, sometimes we are just even more comfortable with certain emotions. So we privilege those and then that becomes our pattern for communication or the ways that we manage certain feelings or the topics that we avoid or how we you know, respond to conflict. So really being able to look at those things. And that's too where sometimes with boundaries, it is difficult um, maybe in certain areas with some people and not others, because maybe there are topics that are more difficult for you to talk about. You know, one of the things that um, can happen, especially with families, is there might be spaces where you don't want them to comment about your life or talk to you about certain areas. So really being able to talk to your family and say, you know, it's not okay for you to comment on my weight. You know, I know you've had that, you know, that's a big boundary and that to be able to get to the point where you can say that boundary to your family member. I mean, you have to be able to do a lot of internal work and, and thought about being able to get okay enough to get to that point to take, to say that to your family. For most people, that is hard, you know, so really recognizing what patterns have been in place that have made that so hard, I guess, like what, so communication patterns, typically when things are hard, it's because we've had those patterns in place and we're trying to like undo them or break them. Mm, yeah, that's, that's so true. And I think the patterns just you no, know, they're patterns for a reason, you know, you don't think about them anymore. And like kind of looking back to the way I feel like I handled conflict years ago was like, I kind of handled it with um, kind of my ego just in the forefront, like not wanting to be wrong. And I think where I am now, it's like, well, the relationship itself is more important yeah. than, than my ego. You know, at the end, I don't want to be right. I want us to be okay, whether it's, you know, my husband, a friend, like, family member, parent, anything like that. Um, you know, and it goes back to what you were saying, like, are you reacting or are you responding? I think that's a, a great, great question that we need to be asking ourselves kind of before we, we answer, like, is just, is this a reaction or a response? And, you know, I think that's the, the great thing about growing and evolving is like, you can look back at, at who you were and how, and how, um, you communicated and just be like, wow, I'm so glad that, you know, I I've grown from there, but yeah. like you're saying, like, it really all starts with awareness, awareness of your boundaries or lack of awareness of your communication patterns and just, just really being in tune with yourself. Yeah. And I think the thing, you know, I know that that can feel like a lot or it can feel heavy, but it really is so rewarding. And it also is, you know, just even for myself, you know, as a parent and being able to go back to my kids in those times where I have had that reaction and being able to then go back to them and say, okay, you know, I reacted in that way. Here's what I really should have said, or here's what I think, here's what the response should have been and showing them the times that I've messed up so that they can see, you know, okay, I needed to come back and talk to you about that because that was, that didn't feel good to me. It didn't feel good to you or, you know, whatever that looks like, right. Really being able to be honest when it doesn't go well too with your kids or with your relational partners, you know, okay, yeah, I did mess up on that. Now I'm going to try again, because that's the beauty of this is it is just an opportunity to continue to grow. And what, what you do throughout that process is you start to recognize then also spaces where 
people are really willing to work with you or are, are forgiving, or they're going to work with you in the process and do the same kind of, you know, um, healing, or they're going to work in, on themselves or look at their own patterns in a different way. And so much of this too is, you know, patterns a lot of times become patterns because they were created from a place of safety. You know, a lot of times we have these coping mechanisms, like you said, you know, you want to protect your ego or for some people like in conflict, it's about not wanting somebody to get upset or people pleasing. Right. So it's like that becomes a pattern then that made you feel safe maybe as a child, right. Not wanting a parent to get upset. But over time, your brain has forgotten that you're no longer a little kid who needs that to feel safe. So it's really being able to look at like, okay, are there family patterns here that I've created or are there situations in my life where I'm still holding on to things that I don't need anymore or that aren't serving me for who I am now? And that's that's hard, you know, because it's like really taking ownership over the fact that like. I can't change all these other people I might be frustrated with or irritated with, but I can work to really look at like, what, who am I and how am I showing up? Yeah. I, I love that. that that's so true. Cause like we don't, there's so many things that, you know, we did maybe growing up or just like who we are, like personality wise, like if you're a people pleaser and, you know, just really avoid conflict that, you know, you have these patterns, you know, without noticing, but even going back to, you know, when you were saying like telling a family member, I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable talking about my weight or, you know, this isn't something I allow. I think another, like kind of a great, I guess, side effect of boundaries is that like, it just, it, it makes people more aware. Like people probably don't even think that that's even an issue and it, it can be totally like inspiring too, because like, even, I don't know, it's because my dad's like a dude and just like the whole lack of emotion dudes can have. I feel like they're really good at setting boundaries. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like my dad, great boundaries that are great boundaries setter. But I just remember growing up, um, my mom and I are so much alike. So, you know, as best friends, buttheads. And um, I would like go to my dad and like complain about my mom. And my dad would literally just stand there. Like my dad would never talk bad about my mom. Like it was like just one of those boundaries. Like mm-hmm. I would confide in him and he'd just be like, okay. And then he'd come to her defense <laughs> if she wasn't there. And I'm just like, what the heck? And, you know, as an adult, like that's something I, you know, do with my husband as well. Like I've never talked negatively about my mm-hmm. husband, even if I don't agree with um, maybe something that he does, I will still have his back and then talk to him about it in private. And I think those are some like amazing boundaries that, like my parents set. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you maybe feel uncomfortable setting a boundary, just kind of remember like people are watching you, maybe people who aren't as strong or don't even understand boundaries. And when they say you, when they see you setting boundaries, probably will give them the courage to set boundaries of their own as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, a lot of times the people I'm working with are already stressed out or overextended or really overwhelmed, you know, and a lot of them are parents and really recognizing too, that if you do this, then you're modeling that for your kids. And that's what you want for them. You don't want them to grow up being stressed out and burnt out and overwhelmed. So show them how to have boundaries, show them how to communicate their feelings, show them how to ask for the things that they need and to be okay with those things and how to build that. Right. And so I think like 
too, sometimes we think like, oh, we don't have time for that, or this is just how it is. But really recognizing like that there is always a space to make subtle changes and those changes over time add up and eventually that becomes the pattern, right? So it's, yes, we have all these other patterns, but the good thing about patterns is you you can break them and start new ones. Exactly. And, and like you say, like you don't have to do some big, crazy thing, like the same, you know, with workout and, 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 you know, nutrition, like just start right. out small and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll start to add up over time and make such a big difference. Yeah. It can be so stressful to change things, but like, how else are you supposed to grow and better yourself and boundaries aren't just great for yourself. Like they're great for other people as well. Cause like we said in the very beginning, cause then they do get the best version of you as well. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what I think too, is like, just really recognizing that it's not something you're doing to somebody else. It's something you're doing for yourself that then ends up benefiting other people. So really you're creating a better world by setting boundaries for yourself. (laughs) I I love that. I love, I love everything (laughs) that you're saying. So um, before we wrap it up, can you kind of tell us um, about your book and what it's about and like where people can find it? Yes, absolutely. So my book is called Being Whole, and it's about a a little bit about my own personal journey to healing from some things that I hadn't overcome. I had spent a lot of my life doing the things, you know, there's a reason again why I teach about boundaries and talk about them so much is they were very difficult for me. And a few years ago, I had to go through a really deep healing period and kind of reconcile all those things I was just talking about, looking at my own patterns, looking at the ways that, you know, I wasn't valuing myself enough to show up for what I wanted and who I was recognizing the ways that because I didn't have enough self-worth, I was seeking external validation, you know, and Mm -hmm. really looking at who am I as a whole person and how do I sustain that? And so my book then also became this space where I started doing more work outside of my job as a professor and doing more training and more speaking and really trying to encourage people. You know, the cool thing about my job as a professor is, you know, I teach about the theories and the principles and all the things I was trained to do. But in my job outside of that, that's when I also get to incorporate some of these other principles of, okay, so it's not just things that we say, but it's again, how are you showing up in all of these other pillars of health and wellness? How are you creating your whole self as a person? Because what we find again, with a lot of times with burnout or boundaries or relationships that are stressed out is that it's people are giving in one area or a couple areas, but are ignoring other areas of themselves you know, so like physically, you know, like, you know, to be Mm -hmm. true, we have to give to ourselves physically. We have to give to ourselves emotionally. We have to give to ourselves creatively. We have to give to ourselves spiritually. So for me, that book and the process of healing was really about developing a space for myself where I learned to honor each of those pieces and integrate all of my past traumas, integrate all those previous hurts and be okay with them all and feel whole for myself. So everything I just said to you, you know, it's all stuff I've taught. It's all stuff I know I have all these degrees in, but the book was me having to sit down and really figure out what it looked like for myself, which was something I wasn't doing in a really um, deep way. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's such a struggle that so many of us have. And, and like you said, I think we really like to pour like a hundred percent of ourselves into like one or two things in our life. And then like everything else just really suffers. And, you know, we think that's enough and, and it's really not, I know, especially, you know, for me and like the, 
the fitness and health world that it's like, whether it's me or just seeing other people, like think that they can just put their 100% into like exercising, eating healthy, doing all that. And it's like, what about your mind? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, what about your soul? Like, what about rest? Like art, spiritual, all that stuff, you know? And, and I think we kind of need to learn to take a step back and realize that being whole isn't really a hundred percent in one area, but you know, equally in all these other areas. Yeah. And really like taking the time to identify what that looks like for you too. You know, I used to like think even what working out looks like for me, you know, what does that really look like for me? Do I want to do it in a group? Do I want to do it by myself? What actually makes me feel good about it? Or this creative spaces, what do they look like? And like you say too, when you're in a certain industry, a lot of times you really like it. So then you have friends in that industry or you're all excited or it's all you think about, especially as an entrepreneur. So like really making sure you are taking space to honor who you are outside of that. And that will help. It's, it's amazing. That actually helps with your productivity and it helps prevent burnout. So taking time away to like be this other person and honor these other pieces of yourself actually makes you better in those areas of your business because you can refuel and recharge in a different way. So I think too, you know, across relationships to recognizing that, recognizing that, and again, this was work for me and it is still work for me. And I can tell when I've given in one area way more than another, you know, I can tell if I let workout slide, or I can tell if I haven't meditated or prayed in a while, I can tell if I haven't journaled or, you know, whatever it is, right. Or I can tell if I haven't gone out with friends. So really then that's changed how I build my schedule. It's changed how I live my life, you know, intentionally, what do I want my life to look like? Okay. Looking even at my calendar. Oh, wow. I don't have any spaces in here where I have something with a friend, you know, how am I going to fit that in? Cause I know then at the end of the month, I'll be sad. I didn't see whatever. So just, I guess, kind of then now that I know myself more, I can build a life that I want to live more easily. And I struggled before to do that, even though I was happy, things were great. You know, everybody thought I was so successful. I just felt like I couldn't, I didn't have things figured out or I was unhappy or I wasn't, you know, really at the end of the day, feeling a sense of like peace and satisfaction. Yeah. And, you know, it's so different for every single person too. And I feel like it's so different for us in every single season of our life too. Mm -hmm. Like what your workouts look like now might be so different than what they look out and look at in a year or so, you know, and I think that's why it's just so important to just really be in tune with yourself and just, you know, journal, meditate, do whatever you need to do to learn more about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And the cool thing I think about it is, is it really does, you know, you, you start to see the ways that then you you're better for other people across all of these areas, you know, and you can show up differently but then it starts to be fun. You know, it's just like, you, you know, you know that once you start working out and then you're kind of in a groove or you see gains or you feel strength or whatever it is, then you're like, you want to do it. Right. And it it becomes something that's exciting. And we all get that dopamine hit or those endorphins or whatever. Mm -hmm. And all of these other things are the same way. Like it feels so cool to like say no to something because that was what you needed to do for yourself. And then to watch other people be like, oh, okay. And then they find somebody else. Like so often when you're going to say no to something, you've probably like built it up in your head that it's going to be this big catastrophic event or, you know, fallout. And a lot of times people are actually just like, oh, okay. 
or they, you know, like resolve things much more quickly than you have. So I think like even understanding for me, a lot of this is like, how much energy am I spending worrying or thinking about all these things versus if I actually just like did the thing and managed whatever happened in the aftermath, like that's probably still less energy than all the time I'm thinking about it in my own head. And I really think that like, not setting these boundaries, not saying no is actually like really selfish because you might feel bad to like say no to let's say like this job opportunity and you feel like you have to take it and then you do and it's not exciting or like you could have said no and the next person like this could have been their everything. Right. You know, yeah. like it's it's like not a like it's not about us completely. Like there's other no. people and, and saying no might give someone else that amazing opportunity if you're not fulfilled by that thing. So it yeah. might fulfill someone else. So, you know, being okay with saying no, because like you said, people are gonna be like, okay, next. <laughs> it's not that right. big of a deal. Well, and that was really hard for me with like one, one of the things that people, you know, they'll say, well, what did, what is one thing you did? And one of the big things I did is I stopped volunteering so much. And they were like, and I don't mean that like, oh, no, I don't volunteer. I don't do anything. I'm not a terrible person. I mean that I, I did because what I realized is that I was saying yes to a lot of things, I organizations I liked or things I wanted to do or people I wanted to help. And then it's exactly what you're saying. Like leading up to it, I would be stressed out and resentful, or I'd feel like, how am I going to manage this? Now I've created this other problem because not stressed out and resentful at anyone else, but at myself, you know, or I've created this problem of now I can't do all these other things. So I'm not showing up for the organization in a way that is how I want to show up. So then I'm shaming myself Mm -hmm. for all of that too. And so it's like, why all because I didn't want to say no and upset someone or because I didn't Mm want to, you know, whatever it is. Right. So again, it's like (laughs) boundaries also take a lot of discipline. It's like anything else, boundaries for working out, all those things. It takes some self-discipline and it takes like really, being willing to like choose yourself. And that doesn't come easy for us in every area. It just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like literally it's own workout itself. Like you have to practice and practice and like schedule it in. Like I'm going to set myself some boundaries today. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But then like we said earlier, it becomes a pattern. It becomes a lot easier. Like nothing is easy in the beginning, but you know, then you're, you're just doing it for you. And if it, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. So, you know, well, and if you don't do it in one area, it's, it, it will come out another area that it was <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was like on hold on the phone, you know, for a doctor's office or something, you know, and after the third time they were like, can we put you on hold? And I was like, no, you cannot. And I was just like, absolutely not. You know, I have to set this boundary. And it's like, it's like, I was so frustrated. It was like, how dare you put me on hold? I was so irritated, you know, my, the whole time stewing, you know, like my time is so valuable, but what I was really annoyed at is like, you know, two other things that I hadn't set a boundary on. So that made this time frame more stressful or whatever mm. it is. Right. So even recognizing like when I get stressed out about how somebody else is using my time, it's usually because I'm frustrated with the ways I've said yes about my time or structured my time. So even like really being honest, like when I'm irritated or annoyed, like, okay, where did that come from? And what did it really look like? You know, and sometimes it is because they shouldn't have put me on hold three times in a row or whatever, but <laughs> that's so funny. That's so true. Cause it really is like this domino effect if you don't take care of it. And then, you know, the poor person on the phone is probably like, lady, <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> yeah. <That's> so funny. <laughs> All right. So where can our listeners, um, you know, reach out and connect with you? 
Um, I'd love for people to find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. My website is CassandraLeClaire.com, but just come find me. I love to connect and see what people are doing. I, you know, try to post different content about the things from my classes and things I'm doing in my life, because this isn't just, again, to me, it's not just about theories or principles or, you know, stuff we should do. It's, the things that I need to do for myself too. So I really like to talk about it. Not only just here are some things I think everybody else should do, but I talk about my own life and the things that I'm working on or the things I've gone through. So yeah, just would love to see everybody on social media if, if you're there. Yeah, I will link all that in the show notes so people can connect with you. But thank you so much for sharing all this. I think this was an amazing conversation. It's something that we all need to work on. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great to talk to you. I'm so excited I got to be here. Alrighty, you guys, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And thanks again to Cassandra for coming on and just helping us learn how to create boundaries. So I hope you guys really had some good takeaways from this episode. I know I did. And just remember, setting boundaries is not selfish. It is amazing for yourself and it is so beneficial for those around you and those relationships that you have. All right. I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing rest of your week, and I will catch you in the next episode.